And here we go. <laughs> AP 42. Today we're discussing sessions 124, The Meeting, 125, The Albatross, and 126, Coming Clean. That's what she said. You gotta have a clean come. come. Knew that was coming. <laughs> Knew that was coming. It's rarely clean, though. Good, Let's just move on. Good set of three, I think. A lot of, a lot one of role may play. Say, one may say the best set the of favorite three. One, three I, yet. I, one Leland may say that. <laughs> I, I legitimately think... Okay, I don't... Okay. <laughs> Come on! I actually think... <laughs> yes, here we go. I do actually think these are like three of our greatest episodes. They're such you are great role play. <laughs> so, the boy who cried wolf. <laughs> No one Look, believes you anymore. I am the show's biggest fan. I will fully admit it. It's good. You're you have to listen to it so many times. So without talking about specifics, why are these three shows better than all the other 123 that came before it? Because I believe everybody's character is there. And you are, you are all in your characters and role-playing them incredibly well. Every, you know, some of you are changing, others uh, maybe not so much. But, you know, you, you, I think at this point, like, you all know, regardless of what new NPC you're meeting, like, you know what your characters are going to do in any given instance now. And it really, I think it really uh, has been showing in the last number of episodes that we've had that are, again, like, all of Chapter 3 has been roleplay heavy. Have we had combat in Chapter 3 yet? I don't. Uh, what's combat oh yeah yeah <laughs> the the first app the first two apps with uh tinnerman in in the in the getting out of the towers yep mm. and yeah. the um was was uh shaft and falzerin's encounter with the doppelgangers uh yeah that was oh problem. yeah yeah of course of course that was this uh, chapter right yeah yep I thought you were going to say they were your favorite because you got to voice so many NPCs within <laughs> only three episodes <laughs> you got to talk to yourself I mean <laughs> I said it and it's on there it's money like we got um, Izzy talking to Grimby, talking to Samuel. <laughs> Honestly, you friggin' nailed it, man. Yeah, like I, I couldn't do it know. without laughing or screwing stuff up, and you did it in perfect stride. I was impressed. They all have Bravo. such a specific voice and cadence, and like, okay, we'll get there, but don't even get me started on the albatross speech. Oh, yeah, Grimby's speech. It's a great way to get a lot of information to the party members by having six different NPCs talking to each other. I'm going to clear this up right away. This is, this is Leland. What's Leland's finally resorting to? He's like, I, I've i been throwing them bones for two years now. Exactly. They're not picking up on anything. He was dropping breadcrumbs. Now he's hitting us with bones. I need to spoon feed them. Bread. Yeah, you're getting a loaf in the face. Leland is boning us. <laughs> Well, that took a turn from bread references. <laughs> to... Okay, okay. The other reason is these three episodes, like we've we've had progression on the main arc of the campaign. Now, like immediate progression in these three episodes, really, right? Like the thank you to you, Coltis. Well, to me, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> not again. I'm not. I don't want to discredit everything else that has come before it because it was all part of it and it's all connected, right? As I'm sure you, you can, you're starting to see. The connections that pretty much everything that's been going on it has with something even if it's just tangential i think you can feel the building to the climax of the story 
And mm-hmm. I think we've been, it's been a nice slow progression up. And then in chapter play. three has been, yep. has been uh, heading towards the peak. And we yeah. all sort of feel it coming. And the yeah. tensions are getting higher. Feel it coming. Yeah. The blood's yep. pumping more and more coming, forcefully. Um, the veins are throbbing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez, Climax is right around the corner. <laughs> Well, what's Bill and Elena been up to recently? <laughs> I think we just need to knock that out of the park right now and then get back to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, though, all um, sexual innuendos aside, <laughs> it's definitely like things are coming. We keep saying coming. We keep saying coming. I was going to say coming to a head. It's just, okay. It's right there. So, <laughs> what I would like to say is that you said this, I believe, in one of the episodes. Samuel told each character exactly what they wanted to hear or played them on their, like, right? Like, played on their character, knew their weakness, knew what they needed to hear. That You know what I mean? Like, I think that was mentioned. And that was, I like that. It's exactly what somebody would do when they're trying to convince you to do something. Yeah. Manipulative. In that was good. Exactly. A yeah. good way because at least Mia's naive enough to be like, oh, thanks. Like, Is yeah. it still, mm-hmm. oh, I guess it is manipulation. I was going to say, is it like <laughs> as bad as manipulation? If like, like, do you think that he would renege on anything that he's promised? I don't know. So yeah, do we know yet? He, he, I think he's arrogant enough to say, I'll do whatever the hell I want to do. Yeah. I can promise you whatever, and I don't have to pay off if I don't want to. Do you think Samuel is arrogant? Is that yes. what you, that's the first word oh, that comes to you? Yeah. He's, it's arrogance? Uh, yeah. Uh, I think he's confident. And arrogant. In his, in his uh, I mean, I, I hate to, it's like any dictator that has true power, I think they feel that they're untouchable and they can pretty much tell people what they're going to do. And if they get that reinforcement from everybody, yeah, why wouldn't they be arrogant? I don't know that it's arrogance, but that's just my opinion. What would you call it? I think he's powerful, smart. I don't necessarily... Like, arrogance to me seems like like a prideful thing. I don't know if he's, like, prideful and that's why he thinks he can control us i think he's smart fair enough yeah i I guess that's fair i think we don't know enough about him yet to know his true characteristics um and personality but he's a good guy says mia initial impressions are that either he's (laughs) arrogant or he's certainly very confident is what i would say i mean i guess i don't know arrogance arrogance is when your your confidence exceeds your actual true um, right. Strengths, I guess, is how I would define it. So it depends on, you know, whether his confidence is in line with the reality or not, I guess. Well, that's what I mean is like arrogance and cockiness to me, like Bill said, is like maybe you can't b- back it up. But I think that's why I think smart to be manipulative and then powerful, meaning as far as he knows, he can back it up. Like, I don't know that that's arrogance. It's taken him a long time. To build up that confidence. Oh, yeah. Right? He's old. Hundreds of years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's, he wasn't born yesterday. So what do you think the... How about uh, Samuel compared to Isabella? <laughs> what do you mean? It's, well, uh, it, well, is Isabella arrogant? He certainly seems a lot less arrogant in Samuel's presence. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah. was interesting. I wouldn't call yeah. her arrogant either. 
there was something palpable in that room that Leland presented, right? Like Isabella's um, hesitancy, her demeanor, her like uh, lower rank. That yeah. like that's cr- that's crazy how that. It's crazy good how you made that apparent. Yeah. In the way yeah, that I didn't you see just that talked with those characters. Yeah. That was really cool to be to be honest. That was that was a the a moment that allowed us to well allowed Shaft to be able to use to Yeah. get them out of the yeah. The the, uh, the cages, right? Because he knew that she wasn't going to be able to do anything. She was subservient to uh, Samuel and Samuel, I don't know if he's needed us, but I think in some way he needs us to do the things that he needs done. But he's not going to be as, uh, he's not going to let us know how important we might be, Import, but what importance our pieces to his puzzle are. Well, I let's guess, say he's completely know. lying about everything, all right, by chance, whatever. He still needs us to not be against him. And he was able to try to make that happen. Because we could throw a wrench into his works? Yeah, I think Maybe. that we could be a stumbling block of some sort to whatever plan he has. Let's say he's lying about everything. I, I don't think he's lying about anything from his well, perspective. I don't, I don't, he's just not telling us yeah. the full truth. He's just telling us what we need to know to buy into what he's trying to do. I don't either. I'm just saying at the statement that he doesn't need us, I think what he really doesn't need is us to be against him, regardless of what he's truth, truth or lies like. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, But she's definitely, I, I think Isabella is smart enough to know when to act subservient to Samuel to get what she needs from him too. I don't think she's afraid of him i think she's using him yeah that's the part i find most interesting is how much of isabella's behavior is also a bit of a hand of cards that she's playing yeah i mean she's quite a bit older than him yeah and maybe even more powerful who knows um and if that's the case it's really interesting that that's how she's behaving because that means that she's kind of playing him he has what she wants Right, she which we don't ensure... know what that is yet, right? Well, I don't know what Isabella's we, getting out of this three deal. Three of us don't. Four of us don't. She... Okay. Yeah, I mean, like to get this armor, we don't super know. At least as a listener and player, I don't know what she's getting out of this. The eyes of Dendar. When would that Mia is. have heard that, though? I don't she, think Mia heard it. that. Cultus said it. Cultus to Shakara to Shakara. Not Samuel to did ask Shakara in that in that room. Yeah, he did. That was one of the, that was one of the things that he's one of the only things he said to. Sh- he didn't really talk to Shakara. I actually, wrote much, it down. Honestly. Other than to yell at me. Shakara <laughs> says, "I wrote down here what he said. He said uh, you seek the eyes of Dendar to Shakara. You seek the destruction of the Niyogi to Mia. Shaft is. Uh, I have." Mutual friends that have some have fallen out of favor, some have not. Which essentially, he's basically just saying he'll pay me well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's used to dealing with people in my line of work, and basically for Falzer and I had down, he essentially offers you a job in a way, right? Because he basically said you were cast aside too easily, and you're far more powerful. So he's just sort of, you know, stroking your ego a little bit, right? Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. One last thing, Grimby said, uh, and. 
he owes him a shipment, but he also said Corporal Sally is uh, yes. Yes, mentioned Sally was made a worthy it. person. So yeah. there's some knowledge there about Sally, right? Yeah. And she's in obviously uh, a paladin now, or in the as a corporal in some kind of army. I would assume paladins, yeah. 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 Okay, so I did hear as Mia eyes of Dendar, but I don't know what that means. I don't know what they do, right? Shaft and Falzer know a whole lot more about that than I do. I think we I all know the same thing. No clue what you're talking about. I accidentally <laughs> listened to one part. Remember? <laughs> anyway. Interesting. Jesus. John, why are you putting your hand on your head? Gosh, you... Elena. Uh, I need a. I need a. Is there a thing we can do that I can hit a button and shock Elena? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would get... Well, okay. We all know, everybody knows that the eyes of Dandar are what is powering the Paladin Towers. Right. right. That's out I there. do Every, now that you said it. That. Thanks for telling me. <laughs> well, okay. I, I think part of what you Mia heard is, is maybe stuff that you just forgot you knew as well. I okay. think so. All right, fine. Also, it's like... This is really the first time we've, we've had a, a full label for the artifacts, as which we've called many things artifacts in the yeah. last, like, <laughs> nine episodes. Yeah, which artifact are so, you referring to again? That's also, I think, a bit of maybe some confusion, too. But, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, you're, you, all your characters definitely should know. The eyes of Dendra okay. are what are powering the tower. Thanks for cluing me in. <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> I um was nervous about Samuel because I didn't want him to be lame because he's like been built up for 123 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so I liked playing him. I like him. I think he did a good job with him. Oh yeah, yep. he's good. Yeah, definitely. But the one thing, listening to him, there was one. There was something he said. I think it was in 125. I don't remember exactly what it was, but. I was listening to myself. I'm like, man, he sounds like Yoda. <laughs> I didn't no, think that. He's I didn't. Really? Slow, but I no. think I heard what you were talking about because you did mention that to us. And I think I could hear why you would think that, but I don't think it was like that bad. And I yeah. didn't okay. make that connection until you said it. Defeat the Niyogi, you must. <laughs> it's like, that's what I hear. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Get the eyes of Dendor for me, you must. <laughs> I didn't make that connection, but now I'm going to every time he talks. His well, voice just, doesn't sound pay, the same. Just pay attention to this pacing, like, the, you know, the way he mm. speaks. Like, Yeah, I, I know what you mean, but even, very... like, so I listened to them again today on my way to and from work. And you had already you had already said that, and I still didn't like think that on re-listen when I had already heard you say that. So I I don't think so. He speaks slower than Falzerin, but I mean, it's about time someone speaks slower than Falzerin. <laughs> Takes some pressure off of me. I like him. I think he brings uh, something no other NPC has brought to the show yet. Intimidation. Yes, this, uh, this yes, intimidation. This very. He brings some. He he is gravitas. the voice in the room. He's really, he he's really hot. We didn't mention that, did we? Just like, just like Geneva. He's Is really that why Mia likes him so much? She's got the hot form? He's really hot, just like Geneva. It Take wasn't your said. your amulet off, Mia. Let us see your real you. <laughs> yeah, girl. Show us yeah, them people's eyes. 
<laughs> I, love I love those pupilless eyes. <laughs> Ooh, they stare right through me. <laughs> stare through me, they do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think he's an interesting character, and I don't think that the buildup was sold short by uh, the delivery of Samuel. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I mean, the circumstances help too, right? Like you're in the middle of his people <laughs> when you meet him too. That helps yes. a lot, I think, because that whole that atmosphere has also been built too as well, right? So I, I think I was able to make it a little easier on myself just the way things have have been going a little bit. So why are all of his people wearing replicas of the armor? Like what? That's a good question just, and one that I was kind of wondering as well. And maybe maybe it's spoilery to answer that to us, but I was kind of wondering like why why has he created all these replicas that he knows aren't as good as the original? Maybe they've but, been improved upon and they are functioning now. Yeah. Well yeah, I'm not asking if they're functioning, just in general, why do the aesthetics have to be you know what I mean? So they can all match. They're cuter yeah. that way. They're a team. <laughs> You could uh, you could maybe ask one of them if you want to spar and see how powerful they are. Ooh. Mm. Uh. <laughs> are we allowed to have a short rest afterwards? Can we do that? <laughs> yeah, can we have a long rest before and I'm after? I'm nervous what Samuel <laughs> yeah. means by spar now. <laughs> yeah, no, I did. I did find that very interesting. Like, I was like, I wonder, like, why why is he creating all of these replicas that? You know, maybe do have some power, but obviously probably aren't as powerful as the original. But what makes you think they have any power at all, other than just looking? Because like... the replicas that Izzy made had some power. So, it's Samuel. Samuel using Tinderman. Why would he make them if they had no power? I don't know. Well, uh, you. I mean, it was it was clear like that they were like Samuel's like personal guard or some type of like elite force, right? Probably so... uniform. Would that not be handy to have a group of, for lack of a better term, super-powered super soldiers, soldiers in his right. army? Mutant soldiers. Oh, okay. So were they only on that um, just select those 16 guard around? And, yeah, just the 16. Ah, uh, okay. That makes more sense, I guess. 16 still a like lot. The Red Guards and Star Wars. Yeah, I guess I just thought 16 Emperor. was a lot, and maybe it was just a uniform. That's, yeah, anyway. Guess that we'll makes I I kind of had not realized that it was just them. That to me makes more sense. Okay, yeah, and if you recall, uh, in Samuel's um, palace with the doppelgangers, Doppelmia found a sparring room and a room with sixteen beds in it in that same building as well. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, so then I guess because I was thinking like if he's trying to outfit his entire army with these, that just seems unrealistic that's a lot of people yeah absolutely that, that would, be, that would be impossible to do oh i didn't think that though i thought it was just the personal guard but yeah i guess i didn't realize they might have power that's that's what i'm saying well, i assumed that they would have some functionality yeah because they still wore weapons at their sides too mm -hmm. yeah well anyway how convenient for my locate object spell <laughs> <laughs> I hope. <laughs> we'll see. How, 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 how reliable do you think it's going to be? I hope. Uh, 100%. 100% reliable. Like, so what, let's uh, say what is we locate object? This... What, like a, a first level spell? So you think uh, Sam and Colt is well, <laughs> looking, <okay>. for, <laughs> looking for the Obviously. Samuel? No, but I'm saying with the cipher, like in we're in the right location, 
you know, you get cast it and find right. it that's faster. A, well, that's actually a good point. It's a in the middle of trying to fight with us or something. Sure. That's a good point. Uh, the proximity is a as a important yeah. clause. Yeah, so maybe once we get within like a... Because the spell itself only works within a thousand feet of the particular object you're looking right. for. Right. So I just figure we're going to be in these mountains your call. Like, being hunted. It's in Drakal. Right? Oh, sorry. If it, yeah, sorry. but if, if yes. it's in Drakal and you, you cast locate object in Zexley, you're not going to get anything, right? Right. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, walking yeah, down the street, fair. I might have a feeling of where it is. Yeah, I think um, as discussed in one of these episodes, there's a... I think you have a good starting place. <laughs> you have the knowledge <laughs> to to figure out where to start at least. Yeah, I think we I think we pretty much know. We just have to get there. I just worry about so Mia uh in her backstory I don't even think this was recorded, but in our play session with her backstory, Leland um Mia talks to Hannah and Hannah says, things are handled, don't worry about it. Like, Mia hasn't seen Hannah since she realized Hannah was aiding the Niyogi um, trade. So, so is like, Mia going to go off on Hannah? That's what I don't, yeah. I'm a little bit, yep. <laughs> I'm a little bit nervous because I think that's how I'll have to play it, to be honest. She I mean, you don't have to. Well, Mia would be ticked, though. Well, yeah, but Mia also is not stupid, and she would realize... No, she's not stupid, yeah. She'd have to pick her her battle, and if Hannah's off by herself, yeah, maybe go at her, but if Hannah's surrounded by a hundred darklings, might want to hold back a little bit. Probably will, but yeah, she ain't happy with Hannah is all I'm saying. I don't know what you're talking about, but I don't think I'm supposed to know. Is this something that was brought up at some point in time about your interaction with Hannah? Hannah's, um... Hannah's aware Not that her wagons. No, no okay. but like Hannah's, we talked about this before. Maybe it was an after party, but like Hannah's aware of the, the wagons and the hatchlings and the Niogi being transported right, through right. her city, aided by herself and the Darklings, like for her own interests. She doesn't care. Well, that uh, definitely something Mia could bring up in character. <laughs> Have the discussion with it. the party for sure. <laughs> Yeah, we can't talk about what's going to happen because we haven't recorded it yet. Yeah. <laughs> the, plan, the plan is to go to, to Pisces, right? And then go to Dracol. Yeah. And then up to the mountains. So we have, a, uh, we have a plan. But one thing I was a little confused on listening back, and I don't really remember for sure, but we have a time, a deadline to be able to get to the mountains, right? You so, so you have a, a loose timeline on like basically the assemblance of the forces, yeah. yeah. So in in seven days the airships will be ready and all the forces on Heracleion will be ready to march to the mountains, basically, right? And then right. I think okay. what did he say? I think it was three days after that, the you know the other half of his forces having to march all the way down from the southern point of Aspara will be there too. As this like second wave almost, and the hope is to have the amulet to be able to go into the mountains and find the last missing pieces, the gauntlets, uh, and the chestplate is still missing. Uh, and then it, the the thing was like he said, Samuel said like the Niogi have to be stimmied, like they're they're snowballing, it's running rampant, rampant. The 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 effect that they're having right is. You just think about how how they work their enslavement, right? You enslave one person, okay, great. That that one will allow you to slave another, or, or maybe two, and then those two will right. turn into four, right? So it is it's like, like the exponential. Snowball. 
Yeah. Right. It's so a pyramid scheme. Exactly. Who's tasked <laughs> with finding the uh, Who's tasked with finding the chest plate, or what's happening with that? You don't. Yeah. I mean, he didn't say anything about it. Not our problem. <laughs> I guess not. Currently. Washing our hands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we're supposed to go to Drew Call to find the amulet, but after the amulet, we need the cipher. And we're supposed to not so, worry yes. about so it. The amulet He's got and the it cipher, covered. The, basically, the, the cipher will allow uh, the proper activation of the amulet to be able to f- pinpoint the missing pieces. And Shaft made it obvious that he was in the Paladin's thing and killed the doppelgangers. <laughs> yes. Okay, For when so things go missing. <laughs> Let's yes. talk about that. Quote, that unquote. <laughs> That was uh, a little bit of shaft arrogance, not thinking. Yeah, it was easy. <laughs> it was easy, wasn't it? <laughs> I, I, I it went for the joke the and, and not the... Uh, <laughs> not the... <laughs> it was easy killing them. It, it was the, uh, I wanted Shakara to look at me and, uh, what did you, you sneered at me and I smiled at you. That was the, that was the fun part for that. <laughs> now the aftermath of that's going to be a problem. But, uh-huh. Yeah. Like like everything else, we'll work our way out of it. I was gonna say, was the smirk worth it? Because I feel yeah. like at, at this point in time, yes. <laughs> so okay, question then for John slash Shaft. Yeah, has that thought occurred to Shaft, or is it really just like a player thing? I don't think so. I don't think he's thought about it uh, yet. Uh, well, hmm, let me think. Shaft is I would think as wily, soon as though. he said it, he'd be like, oh, I shouldn't have said I, that. I will say, I will say, yes, he has, because, yeah, yeah uh, he has thought about it, um, and knows he made a mistake. He would have been but, like, oh, I stepped in it. He would never admit it. Oh, hell no. Shaft has already thought, I've already thought about the lie I'm going to tell if it comes up. <laughs> I was about to ask you, what is Shaft's plan B, right? Because what's... I knew there'd... I knew there'd be a... So, okay, so well, is it I'll is it a happen. lie, or is it like, okay, how do, how do I make myself worth more than the destruction I caused here? Uh, I think it would be, like, with most things Shaft does, it's, it's going to be more of a half-truth and only give enough doubt to believe, so for the person that he's trying to convince, to think maybe it's not 100% his fault. Maybe there was a bit of truth there, but it's really not his fault. Because mm-hmm. that's the edge he likes to live on, right? What else we got going on? Oh, nothing. I mean, we just got a whole big entourage of people following us around now, walking well, down to the port. We're skipping over the whole getting the guys out of the uh, cages, Walk. right? Oh, yes. What, what cages, Shakara? The cages that... Um, <laughs> so, yes, I, I knew they were there. Um, and, and yes, I am looking down at my fingers, so I don't have to look at them. Um, <laughs> I mean, I knew they were there, too. Called it. You, that you was suspected. A good you that strongly was a good suspected. And I, I knew it. So, it was me at the keep with Isabella, her bodyguards, Hulsa, and who knows who else. Salsa, Telsa, Pulsa, Tulsa, Chelsa. Exactly. And <laughs> I saw uh, that the they were tumbles. there. And I did heal them. And I panicked, and I ran. And then I couldn't tell you that I left them. I couldn't tell you that. That's admitting something very, very... Yeah. Shakara's too proud for that to tell you that she left them. I like how it's it's proud when you do it, but it's deceitful and lies when I do it. Well, I think (laughs) it's worth pointing out. I think it's worth pointing out that that's a really good story, if we were to believe it, that... What do you that. mean? It's a good story. <laughs> I'm just, You've been I'm just asked the elders that I didn't stick them in there. 
Uh, I, I left them, yeah, but I didn't put them in there. And I did make Isabella promise to feed them. Was that ever <laughs> was that actually wow. played out on the podcast in, in a previous episode? Or? Yeah. Yeah, and we oh, didn't get to listen. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, okay. I will say that you had a good point when you said, like, listen, Mia would storm the castle. Yeah, Mia definitely would have stormed the key. And, yeah. and I think, and I think you were right so on that. There's so many people that are aligned with Isabella now. You guys don't even know what kind of shit storm would start from that. So many innocent lives would be caught up in it. Like half of Heraklion is on Isabella's side, and what do you think would happen if she gets attacked? Yeah. So, so was Shakara happy that we got him out? Yes. Okay. And I think you role played that very well. Like your conversation with Falzerin, and uh, I guess you know Falzerin wasn't there, but you had a conversation with the rest of the party as well, explaining the sticky situation you were in and why you did what you did. I think that. Like, I think that's a satisfying explanation for Falzerin, at least. It, and like, when we were at the keep, I had to side with Isabella and be like, no, don't get them out. They can't right. leave. Of course. Yeah. I mean, what else am I going to do? I can't openly defy her. That's why we did it, right? Because we knew we had Samuel there. And right. we knew you guys couldn't say a word like, oh, they're locked up down in the cage. We'll go get them and let them go with you. We We knew. And I knew exactly where to go. My biggest problem was... I didn't want anything else to happen between the time I said that and the time I got, got I wanted there. to get there yeah. right. as fast as possible before she could send somebody or before you guys got in the way. Well, because they're busy doing their elder duties. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't openly go against Isabella. So I oh, had yeah. to, in quotes, try and stop you, which I knew right. Shaft wasn't going to listen to me. Until Shakara talked to Mia alone on the boat, there was a whole lot of like, oh shoot, Shakara's long gone. There's no more double agent. Like the first two episodes, Mia was like 100% convinced you were coven only. What else have I done that made you think that was coven <laughs> on that only? Point, I don't want to sway any of you thinking one way or the other when it comes to Shakara, but I have to give Emily mad props because I will tell you. I have no idea if she is with or against Isabella. <laughs> so that either means she is doing really great lying to me or really, really great lying to all of you. <laughs> it's one of the two. <laughs> or she doesn't know yet. <laughs> That's true. I don't think she knows. That's yeah. my biggest fear is that, like, Emily is a delightful and sweet human being, but I also know that she's... She's a smart person, look, and look she's, she's able to... Yeah, John had hair 20 years ago. She's able to fill you in on Listen, No, I know. That's, we already that's established thing. that I cannot handle ending this chapter in this, in this campaign killing my friend. I can't do it. <laughs> we did have that conversation off mic. Yeah. I would yeah. hate doing that. I don't want to be against or kill Shakara. So if you're going to go evil, run away <laughs> and never come back. Yeah, that's that's the thing, though. Is like, like Scar as says much as, to Simba, you know? As much as Emily has, like, not given us any reason to doubt her, as, like, even in just conversations out of role play, I know that she's good at bluffing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so part of me is, like, Emily like couldn't do that and, and tell us everything she's tell us, she's told us. But then another part of me is, like, what if she's bluffing? I'm this really not that good of a bluffer. Yeah, but you laugh I whether you're bluffing or not, know. so it's hard to tell. You're just, you're just giggling. 
Okay, I have a question then for Emily because uh, em, uh, Shakara and Isabella had a little private moment while Shaft and Falsey were running to free the elders, right? Which I think was a was a, a lovely conversation. The interchange between I like Shakara and Isabella's relationship. I can see like a sitcom spinoff with the two of them being, <laughs> oh, yeah. being really really fun. <laughs> Shakara vision. Shakara vision. Yeah. <laughs> See in the dark and read all languages. Emily, how convinced does Shakara believe Izzy is as far as Shakara being all in on the coven? Oh, so that's a hard one because Shakara does not trust Isabella. And the whole thing with Erica set that up because Isabella turned on Erica, right? right? And as Shakara found out, and this is not spoiling anything to tell you, is basically because Coltus wanted it. And so mm. that made it worse, is the fact that, I mean, Eric or Isabella might have done it anyway, but since Coltus wanted it, Isabella did it. So that makes her trust her even less. And I have shown disdain to Isabella in all of that. And I have basically told Isabella that I don't trust her without using those words. Mm-hmm. So I think Isabella would be a fool to completely trust Shakara. And I don't think Isabella's a fool. So I think both of them are doing this kind of dance where they are still testing each other and giving little nudges to see what the other's going to do. Right, right. But there is still, from both sides, uh, the need to rely on the other. Yes. The Yeah. more powerful with three so it wouldn't be easy to remove one without having first thought about a replacement and Hmm. for the end goals for what the coven needs to do kind of need each other Mm -hmm. to make us all more powerful yeah i don't i just i don't think would isabella suspect that uh shakara would take out holsa igna and kula in order to save the elders no i don't think she would expect that you're really trying to defend them, though, and say we shouldn't do it. Exactly. I don't want you to kill them because, it would, again, it would set off Isabella. And for two reasons. I mean, they are part of my coven. So they are, you know, that 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 cousin that you don't particularly like, but they're still your cousin, you know? So it's like <laughs> she's, they're part of my cousin, my coven. I don't want you to kill them. They're part of my extended family. Right. They're on the very bottom of the pyramid. You need the bottom. To but hold everybody really up. Far from yeah. the top. Somebody's got to be selling it. Yeah. What's, the, what's the name of the chick on the bottom that put the emblem on her forehead? Oh, yeesh. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, She's yeah. in deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and then also it would set off Isabella to, to know that Halsa got killed. I mean, is she replaceable? Is Halsa replaceable? Yes. Still, you don't want to have to replace them. She was a triplet. I mean, she's the last of the set. Yeah, that's right. Very rare. You're yes. already trying to recruit Mia. Let's be real. You're already looking at replacements. Shakara asked seeds. Mia if she was interested in the coven. Yeah, do it, Mia. Just plant seeds. Oh, I just laughed at her. Uh, Mia, what did you think of your private conversation with Samuel? 
because you two had oh. a second to chat in the uh, the great hall in the keep. You mean my it was new, mostly Niogi stuff, right? My new father figure in my life. <laughs> oh goodness! Talk about oh, daddy goodness. problems. Goodness, I have daddy issues, and it's all Leo's fault. But you fault. had a daddy growing up. I did. He wasn't your real dad. Exactly. That's my issue. <laughs> well, you didn't know. I know. That's the good. That's the good part. You find out later. I have daddy issues of of as of this month. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. No. I. He played Mia well. He played Mia well. He knew it. He knew what to say to make her feel certain ways. And oh, certain ways, huh? Okay. He is <laughs> those handsome. kind of daddy issues. Okay. <laughs> there was. As you'd expect, like Mia sharing openly and honestly what she knew about the Niyogi, I trust and believe what he shared back. Um, and I definitely think that there's, I don't know, I think there's truth in what he's saying, and I think he's my best hope for for ending the Niyogi and saving Aspara, honestly. I think he's our best hope. So, But that doesn't make him a good guy. Doesn't, but I'm hitching my horse on setting out to do what I wanted to do a year ago. So you're willing to align yourself with somebody who may be potentially very evil to I'm still meet your I'm own still animal. like I'm Powerful. still wading in those waters, right? But like I haven't huh. said So I haven't... you joined up with somebody that's more powerful Listen than you. To me. There's it's giving no... you power because it gets to you to you. He end hasn't goal. given me Jack Shikara. <laughs> I'm not getting these like warlock spells and crap. He hasn't given me Jack. <laughs> it is yet to be determined. And I am not saying, and I have not said, that what he did to Dreg or allowed to be done to Dreg was justified at all. But it is a bit of a trolley problem, right? You're you're coming to the forking path. Do you let your trolley run oh, over ten people? That trolley problem. Or run over one person? This is from the good place. Is one life given to save nine? Like, what's better? What's worse? Easy question. You run over nine. Okay. (laughs) Well, I mean, do I like the nine or do I? Do which one do I like? Are they your first cousins or (laughs) exactly? I like drag, but is it worth? (laughs) What level of the pyramid are they? (laughs) (laughs) Do they have an emblem in their forehead now? Her forehead, really? I know. Did you right? have to put it there? <laughs> it's like vision again. Shakara, vision, vision, vision. <laughs> Mia is changing, I think, from what Leland said at the beginning. There are things and characters developing right now, and choices are being made, and she's going to hitch herself to that horse that's gonna get the Niyogi. Where do that where's that leader? I don't know. I think it makes sense that you're doing it, but you're not thinking about the long-term consequences, right? Maybe not. Because you're, well, because that's your character. I think your character is like, this is what I'm, single focused. Right. right? And, and the long-term yeah. care, the long-term in her mind right now isn't like after the threat is gone or anything, because he says the threat's going to continue, um, what's going to happen? It's like the long-term for her is like, if there is no Aspara to protect, what am I doing? So like, I need to protect Aspara first and foremost. Mm-hmm. I like drag, but... But you trolley over him if you need to. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's going to be a thing now, isn't it? It's, I'm going to trolley <laughs> over. Definitely a thing. Trolley somebody. <laughs> We're going to trolley over everyone. <laughs> I'll, tro- I'll trolley. What's his face? Gray Eye. I don't know him from... Gray Eye. Can't even remember <laughs> the poor guy's name. <laughs> You're ready to trolley over him. 
What's his uh, name? Mullen McLaren. Mullen. Mullen. Rodney Mullen. That's Rodney. why I remember it. Why is his name I, Rodney? Because I used to skateboard. Rodney Mullen is a famous skateboarder from way back in the day. Sure he is. Oh. He's a legend among skateboarders. Okay, would you kill Tony Hawk or the world? Oh, goodness. You can't Tony do this Hawk to me. Tony to the board game tweet. I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah. After 40-something days. Yeah, shout out to Kev, uh, Kev Meeple. Or, Again. I forget. Was it Tony Hawk or was it his assistant? We'll it was never Tony know. Hawk. He's a matter. gem. It was Tony, it was Tony Hawk's account. verified account. <laughs> Tony Let's... Hawk's a blessing to humanity. It was definitely him. Mm-hmm. He definitely knows his own <laughs> Twitter password. Oh, boy. Oh, that was only 124. All right. Yeah, good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, oh, that yeah. did answer, I think, fairly <laughs> thoroughly one of uh, Britt's uh, three questions she gave us. Thank you for the questions, uh, Britt. She was kind of asking you all about... Your feelings on Samuel, so we definitely covered that, despite how Dreg got just ravaged by his yeah. torturer. I'll is never there forgive any you for way that, to Leland. fix his hand? Is there something a like high level cleric could do? I think there is greater a, restoration. Um, fix it. I think it's yeah, a true. It's like true resurrection or something. There's like an additional thing that a particular high level spell does, and allows you to attach a, a lost appendage or something. I don't think I have that yet, Dan. So it'll be super expensive. I think it's like a seventh or eighth level spell. Especially or if you go to Mother Celeste. Oh, yeah. Man. God. Well, let's just find some blackmail on her. You need to have a bag full of diamonds for Mother Celeste yeah. to do that. Mia's changing. Let's get some blackmail on Mother Celeste. Let's make her bless him. Uh, what else? Now you're starting to think like Shaft. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's all for the greater good. Yeah, I, I never thought about this avenue. We should have did this a long time ago. Shaft's greater good is himself. That's the problem. I don't see a That's problem. That's the difference, I guess. As long as your buddies with Shaft. <laughs> yeah. So, 125, the albatross. The albatross in the room. Way harder to listen to with the music and the emotion that, I don't know. It was harder Take to listen to. Say goodbye to Granby. Temporarily. Yeah. Yep, at least it's not feeble-minded this time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, Salute. his mind was feebled by looking at those airships. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what, when the Rising Four goes down, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go up with a bang. <laughs> it's going to take a lot of people with it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a flying ship powered by an extremely Flagistin. explosive uh, fuel. Yeah. Phlogiston, yep. yeah. Yep. Look out. But <laughs> how friggin' cool that we have flying ships. In Aspara. Am yeah, they're right? going to be rad once they're up and running. Mm -hmm. Leland, you mm -hmm. had that speech written, or parts mm -hmm. of it? Yeah. It was really good. Thanks. Mm -hmm. It was uh, difficult to perform. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good moment. That was a good moment. Yeah, that was yeah. really good. Almost completely ruined by uh, Bill and the Kraken Rum. <laughs> 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 the Kraken is, the, and when I say the Kraken, I'm speaking about the rum that Elena and I recently discovered. Uh, excuse me, you are the one who has discovered, bought it, and drank it all. It's it's waging a war against the quality of our podcast. <laughs> Let me tell you, because every time I've had some Kraken, I'm just unhinged. Anyway, yeah, so what got cut from that was... You pissed Elena off really good. I know, Elena was really... Rightly so, because I, I was out of line. 
It was. And I needed to be corrected. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. Um, I almost just called you guys chat listeners. It was bad. <laughs> Bill yeah, was so chirping got... every five seconds, and Leland's obviously going through an emotional prepared speech. <laughs> I will tell you. I think I got at least two bloopers out of that. So stay tuned, patrons, because oh, they're no. coming out. Please. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't spoil it, but let's just say there was a very touching moment, and I interjected like a 16-year-old would and said something 12, that just totally ruined it. Uh-huh. Can, we, yeah. can we cut the blooper at the part where I start yelling at my husband, please? <laughs> oh, that is the blooper. <laughs> Check out the whole thing. At least John and Emily argue in character. Okay? That's right. That's right. And on Sunday nights at 5 p.m. Eastern. <laughs> on Twitch. I thought I, I did. It was one thing that after we did that touching moment and, uh, and Grimby was leaving, I thought to myself, why can't he just fly us over? Because <laughs> I didn't realize the boats were still being worked on, right? I was like, well, goodbye, Grimby. And then we were starting to walk away. I'm like, why don't we just get on the boat with him? <laughs> no point saying goodbye. He doesn't know how to fly that, yet. <laughs> That's that true. awkward moment that we had back with uh, Patrick and... Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, what's well, you both well, see you. <laughs> goodbye. And then you go the same way. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was so good. Well, uh, nice to meet you. See you later. And they're like, oh, we... we we both need to go down. Wolfgang, Wolfgang, yeah. I always, it's clear now that like the airship is like that's the start of the assault, like right. Yeah. When the airships go, like that's when shit happening, right? When right. the ships hit the fan. When the yeah. ships hit the fan. They like that uh, Grimby and Shakara basically said "I love you" to each other without yeah. saying it. Without I like that neither it. one of them actually said it. Now kith. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was that was yeah. Listening back, I was ashamed of myself for trying to sabotage it because it was a really good moment. I thought it was funny. Yeah, I thought it was funny at the time too. So funny, but Elena didn't. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was good. Yeah, we walked away. We got to our regular old ship, and we were getting ready to leave. And Hulsa and the two elves, Igna and Kula, whose names I could not oh remember my gosh. for anything. Yeah, well, Leland edited that really well because you literally <laughs> like every, forgot every, every time, time. I paused and looked down to see what they were. <laughs> I think I wrote it down, but then I couldn't read my writing, so I just gave up. <laughs> it helped that I know a Kula in real life. She's very Greek. Really? Greek. Yes, it's a huh. Greek name. It's uh, mm-hmm. who I based the NPC after. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very nice. You really my, my friend captured from her my childhood Leland. church. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you, right. yeah. Hey, Leland as a DM does his research. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of my awesome. uh, extensive preparation for every session. <laughs> I do a, a thorough background deep dive on each of you. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> and we're yeah. still friends wow mm. well we do have this podcast that we're not done yet so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're kind of stuck so together obligated right now <laughs> so 125 ends with halsa handing me a note from isabella mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah 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 which i immediately then told everybody what it said yeah I See, st- I skipped past that, even though... I still shouldn't have listened. 
you did tell us what it said, but I was I wanted to make sure in case there was anything in there that you omitted. See, just to be safe. Remember how we talked about how Emily's smart? Um, yes. Part of me thinks Emily said, "Go ahead and listen to it, so that we believe that she really is on our Ooh. side." Like, and kind of inadvertently play uh-huh. more trusting than we should. Be. You know what I mean? Uh, anyway. Well, no, wow, it you was... are starting to sound like Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I told you to go ahead. And You're really to starting to go I... see how people for who they really are. Basically, said everything that was in the note except for the one little bit. There's there's one little bit I didn't say that really didn't have any relevance. Well, well, again, in this after party, I've learned about the eyes of Dendar, which I apparently knew about. But listening to that, I was like, ooh, they're looking for the eyes of Dendar. They're trying to bring Dendar back. I didn't know that. You know, you, you back remember from where? all the things. You remember all the things that Mia doesn't know and forget everything <laughs> that Mia does. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Do you? Would you like your own goldfish emote? Or how do, you, how do you put that into? Yes. <laughs> Called like out. Called out. Like a like a goldfish with a little uh, a crystal ball. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Right. It doesn't remember anything, but it can see into the future. Yes. <laughs> oh, a goldfish inside a crystal ball. The crystal ball is its tank. Oh yeah, that's there you that's go. perfect. That's it's like it. goldfish inception. <laughs> write, write that down, Emily. <laughs> Goldfish Inception. I mean, the more crack, the more crack, and you drink, the less you remember. It's just a fact. Oh man. Okay, we're on the boat, and there's a lot of conversations yep. that happen on the boat. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Some arguing. First and foremost, Shakar and Shaft's argument. Yes, <laughs> I think that was that was a, a something that was building up for a while because I think that's the first time. Shaft and Shikara have really been alone without anybody else yeah, around yeah, yeah. in the whole series. I think Is that's really? true. There's, the there's tension been... was palpable, and let's hope that translated to the bedroom later. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, if you mean sleeping soundly, then yes. <laughs> With all that tension released, oh, I slept like a baby. Uh. <laughs> I hated uh, I hated to have to cut in almost in the well it wasn't really in the middle it was but I hated to have to cut that whole interaction but just because one twenty five and one twenty six were a single play session um, I had to find a cliffhanger e in that somewhere to be able to cut I didn't want to cut it in, into it at all but I didn't want a super super short episode so I don't know but the uh, exchange was was great and. Uh, <laughs> Well, it was it was it. two people sort of, uh, I think, pumping their chest out a little bit and saying, you know, I think Shaft was going, look, I don't care what your end goal is, whatever. We have these other problems to deal with. And then also that you're not going to tell me what to do. I mean, he was sort of setting his, you know. Okay, settle a debate for us. And it's perfectly fine to say that I'm wrong because I probably am. I usually am. Does Shakara talk down to Shaft? Yeah. Does uh, she? Gut reaction says yeah, but I don't know. I don't know that I would say talk down. I would say that Shakara is sometimes frustrated and maybe annoyed or... In the moment where he said, sit down if you're going to talk to me, talk down to me, you were... Was I talking down to him? Because I didn't feel like I was. And that might just be because Shakara's hoity. 
you were in your coven, like, I know I'm more powerful than you position. So I think that's just, I don't think it's specifically aimed at Shaft, though. I think that's just the way Shakara talks. I think every interaction with Shaft, Shakara talks to him in a way, in that way to set him off, I think. I, I wouldn't say ever. I think that's just the way that Shakara talks. I don't think she talks differently to you. You, you so, I, okay, Leland, John, you, you John, you think every single, like, every, well, every time, every single well, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I get it, it's a little hyperbolic, but, so you mean, like, whenever there's a disagreement, Shakara clicks into that way of speaking to Shaft, is what you're saying. Because mm-hmm. I think it was incredibly uh, evident ever since you and Falsey were bouncing around in the portals. Like, since that really pissed Shakara, like, from yes. that, because yes. that was the last argument that the two of you really had, where voices were getting raised, right, in your characters. I From then, for sure, like, I don't know. Well, I mean, could you blame me for still being upset with him? Oh, right. no, I, like, yeah, I mean, you were, Shakara was pissed, but. For him to say you're talking down to him was not uncalled for in that moment, I don't think, but that's just me. And and the actually jumping through all the portals was really you being mad at Falzerin, because Falzerin's the one that said mm. I did it. Right. I knew the password. I did it, and he apologized. But you went off on Shaft because on doing it. I can see how Shaft manipulates Falzerin. Yeah. Shakara feels like Shaft is a little puppet master with Falzerin. Well, okay. I was just gonna say here's here's the thing with Shaft and Shakara. They both have a strong opinion on the other. And will not be strayed from those opinions, regardless of how true or false they may be, or how either of them may have contributed to portraying themselves in the way either of them see each other. Your opinions of each other are not going to change at this point. I really don't see them changing. So it's really just finding... They don't like each other. Exactly. Like we ended... Like the two of you ended up getting to some common ground. Like it's like you both want to go are going to the same destination but both say no this is the route this is the best route to go no 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 you're gonna right. hit traffic in the tunnel you dummy take the bridge <laughs> that's what the other one says <laughs> you got the tunnel and the bridge it's a classic tunnel and bridge conundrum <laughs> i've seen it a million times <laughs> right yeah i think i know what you're saying john but i i guess i wouldn't uh, and this is maybe a bit semantics but i'm not sure i would describe it as talking down but there's definitely I, you know, I, I feel the tension between Shakara and John. That, That's what or, I'm saying. Sorry, There's Shakara and Shaft. Tension. Yeah. I, and like Shakara I said, I think John. I'll, like I said a long time ago, I always modeled Shaft sort of on like a Han Solo type figure, right? Yeah. He's the scoundrel, right? Yeah. And, you know, when, when they, you know, he's in the space, think of episode uh, four of Star Wars, the first one, you know, he, he, He's going to take these people and make some money in his in his fast machine. And then I don't want to get mixed up with the Empire. I don't want to go save the princess. I don't want to, you know, he's basically all the time going, I don't need somebody telling me. Han Solo would not have somebody tell him what to do. Mm-hmm. He would tell him to go piss up a rope, right? But in the end, when Luke needs to make that shot, who comes in with the, the Millennium the Falcon, Falcon and, yeah. and gives him the opportunity, right? You know, and that's sort of how I always modeled Shaft. That makes right? sense. Yeah. And you know what's funny about that is the way Shakara treated you in this instance, at least, is exactly like the way that Leia was, first speaks yes. to Han Solo. 
right? She's she yeah. lays her brain. Exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kara's not and falling is... in love with Shaft. Well, okay, that's no. not where exactly. She's only got for. eyes for Granby. <laughs> <laughs> that's Chewbacca then. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I totally get what you guys are talking about. You know, the whole live long and prosper thing and. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Definitely. Every fucking time with that joke. Every time you can yeah. make that joke, you make it. Yeah. <laughs> well, this, I can't this help goes it. Into I don't have many jokes. Brit's other question, do you discuss your characters between plays? Mm. And we do. We we discuss Not a ton. We discuss the story and we discuss kind of what our characters have been thinking some in what's happened, but we don't really discuss future plans do you and john like, talk about it at we home? don't like yeah we don't give okay, it well i any think insight. i think that's like probably just you bill and i don't talk about our characters at home <laughs> we don't talk about it a lot but when it comes up to like we're getting ready to do an after party or we're getting ready to do a recording we might discuss you know as a refresher and then it'll always sort of come up to you know what shakara's Hmm. attitude is and what Shaft's attitude is on a subject, not necessarily what we're, you know, interacting with. Well, on a whole, I don't think the four of us do before a play. No. And Bill and I definitely don't. So that's unique to you guys, for sure. Well, for for us, for all of us, the after party is where we talk about our characters, right? Like, that's what, yeah. it's really yeah. what the after party is serving yeah. for us. Yeah. yeah. It does serve for us. I just feel like we don't, I don't know. Maybe we just like hop on and don't think that much into it. I don't. I. I do you agree? I Bill? think we don't... you're f- forgetting instances where we do. Uh, we don't do it a lot. Like we don't do it on a. Let's say know. afterwards, where it's like, holy crap! Can you believe that just happened? We'll kind of dissect it, but we'll forget yeah. about it by the next play. We're not pre-talking. We do post-talking. We don't. Yeah, we don't we pre-talk. Don't pre-talk. No. Okay. We don't okay. like plan anything or anything like that. Okay. We just like you said, we talked about what happened. We talk about what our characters were thinking at that time, but stuff that was already basically mentioned. Just nothing right. like nothing spoilery. We no. definitely do like a post talk sometimes, and I'll compliment him on how he played this or that or something. And yeah, he'll be like, "Yeah, that. definitely, Mia would have done that." Or like, do you th- like? I sometimes I'm like, "Do you think Mia would have said that or done that?" Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I think most of the time when we have discussions about it, it's it's after we've had a play session or, you know, the next day or whatever, where we talk about what happened. I think we tend to talk more before and after party. We talk yeah. about what's going to be talked about in the after party. Yeah. I save that for the after party. But but, but after we get done with a very heated uh, session, we'll both, I'll go upstairs, she'll come downstairs and we'll watch TV. I mean, we won't. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she might say something. And I'll go. Nope, don't want, don't want, don't want to spoil anything. I don't. Want... <laughs> yeah. Well, I think your characters are in odds as a couple more than like Bill and I. Mia doesn't care about Falzern. <laughs> Falzern doesn't care that much about Mia. Well, I think Falzern kind of is confrontation averse. Well, and we're bit. not in like, conflict right now, really. Direct conflict. Yeah. Disagreement. Or- I think he, yeah. And actually, John brought that up when I was talking to him earlier today, and he and he brought up how Shakara talks down to him, talks down to Shaft. And I said, no, I feel like I talk the same way to Falzerin. And John was like, yeah, but Falzerin just takes it. Yeah, that's right. the different. I think I think it is. Yep. <laughs> Falzerin will apologize. If you said, Falzerin, you did it, he would apologize for it. And Shaft is going to be Han Solo and go, listen, I, I don't need to put up with your crap. 
Right. right? So it's, there's going to be conflict with, with Shaft. Does Shakar talk down to Mia? I don't feel like I talk down to any of you. No, I don't think she, I think you're too scared. I think scared she's to... trying to convince Mia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're trying to recruit me, man. Right. You talk differently to the boys than you talk to me. Just yeah. I, do I? Yes. 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 Huh. Especially since they pissed you off, for sure. Yeah, I think I think Fal- um not Falzer. I think Shakar just has a very strong personality. Um yeah. and she's doesn't put up with crap and if she's got a problem with someone, she's not afraid to tell them straight to their face. I don't I don't know if I'd describe it as talking down though, cuz talking down to me means that condescending and and shitty and i don't feel like i'm that right. way okay. i guess if you and... define talking down in the sense in the um like say that shakara thinks she's more in the right than the other people i guess if you're if that's how if that's what you mean by it then maybe but as far as like shakara being better than i don't know that she, she talks down in that sense there was a moment where Mia felt like she could talk down to Shakara because it was like, you're being a hypocrite. You're not so good, but I don't think she's at that point anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I do think there is uh, a lot of righteousness to Shakara. And yeah. that righteousness has shifted as far shifted a few degrees as far Uh as uh, the the alignment tracker maybe uh, a Mm. bit. Yeah. Uh But maybe, and by that I mean maybe it's shifted where it starts, not necessarily where it points to. I do always think that Shakar's always been moving towards, you know, again, the greater, it comes up all the time in our campaign is the greater good. I think that is a very, that's very generalized and um, almost tropey, but I don't think that the way it's playing out in our campaign, it feels tropey uh, just because of the individual characters and the stakes that are now in it for them and the way they're, they're progressing towards this end for, for themselves so I do think Shakar's always been pointed that way. But again, I think the base of that needle is swinging where it's starting, um, which, again, still where you start or where you start again from is influences where you where you get to. And now that we're talking about, like, the better than thing, that I do – it Shakara definitely thinks she's better than Jeff. Whether or not she may, maybe whether it's not something subconscious, maybe for Shakar, because yeah, not intentionally. Sure, sure, but I think it's not wrong. To, it's a character, Emily. It's not you. You were chosen. You mean you were chosen? I will use you. You were chosen by Izzy and invited into this pact. Chosen to be given this extra power, right? I can see how Shakara, like how that could go to Shakara's head, even without her con- entirely realizing it. Because like that's a that's a that's a big deal, right? I mean, you, Shakara already set out to do fifteen great deeds. Yeah. So you when you set out to, on something like that, you believe in yourself that you can do it. And maybe Shakara got to a point where, well, maybe this is going to be more difficult than I thought. And like with these, I can for sure do it. You know, maybe that was that's a source of doubt, right? That is that is being quelled by this inclusion into the coven and these additional powers coming through. And then when somebody else is doubting you or your choices to relieve yourself of like your self doubts, then for sure there's going to be confrontation there. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. And I, I think Shaft is, if, and especially in these three episodes, uh, but previously with Falzerin, but mainly with Mia this time, when we went down and saw 
they were locked up in the cage was to to show don't buy into everything don't trust in don't trust everyone on face value He's been doing that with Falzern for a long time. Oh, yeah. Right? You're just in the beginning but of teaching Mia here. With with Mia, he wanted to say, you know, you may not believe me if I say it, so let me show you. That was the whole thing about getting you down there to the, the cage. If it were Shaft saying, go do it, go do it, teleport right now, I don't know that I would believe Shaft. But the fact that you sent Falzern, obviously, because that's how it works, I'm inclined to trust Falzern. Pretty trustworthy person. Yeah, but you almost didn't do it. I know. <laughs> but, you know, it it grew our relationship for sure. Right. Now, all those teachings, Shakara doesn't need those teachings. Maybe she did when or she make, uh, benefited from them when she first set out. But I do think, like Emily was saying, and her feelings towards trusting Isabella, like, Shakara knows that. Yeah. Like, she's not naive. Shakara's not naive. And I think whether or not she's learn that mostly more recently because of the coven dealings. Maybe you can make an argument for that, but I don't think Shakar is definitely not naive. And I don't think she needs that type of tutelage, which I also think is another source of conflict between Shaft and Shakara because Shakar doesn't need the goods Shaft is selling. Right. Even though Shaft sure. is still yeah. going to try to sell them to everybody because Shaft <laughs> believes that. He needs, Shap believes that for his own benefit, he needs to make sure everyone's on the same page of him in a lot of areas, right? Or at least the pages that he determines to be the ones that should be showed. Exactly. I think everybody needs to know where everybody stands, right? And if that's not, if that's a gray area, that's fine. But don't be righteous and then show some other side. It's, right? If you're if you're saying I'm going to be this way and then you're doing something different on the side, you're going to get called out. If you're saying I'm I'm wishy washy and I'll do it for the money or I'll do it for whatever's best for me, at least you're being honest. If if you want to look at it in that twisted <laughs> kind of way, right? Sure. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. I think it's interesting. It's an interesting thing to take a step back and do a self reflection or perception of your own character in character right like we did with end of the world like sort of diagnosing yourself and i think that mia doesn't think she's the most naive in the party but i think after shaft and falzer and have been together for so long she is i think she is she just doesn't think that about herself i think the thing about mia is she's very powerful and everybody else is trying to sway her to be on their side but she's more naive than she thinks she is I think is the self-reflection. So just like Shakara maybe doesn't think that she's hoity-toity or self-righteous, she kind of is at times, right? It's all about like this, if you self-reflect as a character, not a player at all. Yeah. Well, that self-reflection is where the character growth comes through, through the role-playing too, right? Or at least that's the type of character growth that we could achieve through the role-playing. And the inter- more like predominantly the role play between the party themselves, not right. NPCs. Like an NPC could say anything, could point out anything right. they want to any one of you, but like what is what does that matter to some some person? But I mean, maybe if Grimby said something like that to Shakar, what did you think, Emily? If Grimby had said like, "Boy, I think that that might you might be speaking a little out of line on this one, Shakar." I think I would. I would probably listen more to Grimby than I would anybody else. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And I would yeah. probably hear it from him, whereas anybody else, I'd probably dismiss it. I don't think you would listen to Shaft at all. You would oh, not no. listen to Falzern at all. 
At this point, at this point, no, I don't think I would. Pre-portal, I probably would have. You might listen to Mia a bit. <laughs> and I think pre-portal. pre-portal. Yeah, pre-portal. We got BP and AP, right? We got before portal and after portal here. That's now the measurement. Of I the think podcast. that's that's why the portal thing hurts so much is because Shakara Shakara felt like she and Falsrum were bonding, and we had this this thing that was growing, and he took it and he threw it on the ground and stomped on it. Oof. It's interesting to dive into like for instance mia's reaction to samuel like shaft and falls her in want to be on mia's side because she's powerful shakara's like kind of half-handedly planting seeds to recruit mia for the coven right okay isabella likes us all whatever but samuel coltis says he's amazed at what you can do and he admires you and think and she's eating that up like that's you know what i'm saying like it means something well why do you think shakara was trying to potentially recruit you to see how you <sighs> have put feelers out it wasn't because she thought you're some kind of schlup she knows what would powerful. you have done she if knows... i was like yes <laughs> evil cackle i uh, said so we can talk about this and, and oh, start making plans well i mean that that could are you offended of by forms. how i reacted at all as no, as shakara? I, that's pretty much what i expected okay but here's the thing. So Here Shikara... we go. Crack and rum. This is a crack and rum <laughs> comment. I, I'm feeling the wind up to it. <laughs> no, this is this is a swing and a miss for the fences. This is a mature comment for once. I have something thoughtful to contribute. Let's oh, go. I'm so sorry for for shooting on it. <laughs> it's a moment that's coming. <laughs> now you've built it up too much. It's not going to be that good. Okay, so. Shakara, uh, or I should say Emily, is sort of well. Emily and Shakara are trying to selling, trying to sell the point that um, Shakara is a reluctant member of this coven and thinks that Izzy is kind of a bad uh, person, and yada yada yada. But now Shakara is trying to recruit another person. To well, Falzern doesn't know that to replace Isabella. Okay, but what about you? Didn't Isabella's say sister? that to me though. By the way. I I didn't, but I thought it was implied. But oh, I'm dumb. Uh, that would, remember that would be that would be next. Like we had to find maybe maybe we Mia and maybe Shakara Falsy? together could yeah get Falzern. The three of us Falzern with Shaft by our side. Shaft by our side. <laughs> that was easy. We could just go knock on her door and then fireball her house. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how we typically take out a coven member. Oh, or try to. Anyway. That is traditionally how it's done. That's right. right. Traditionally, um, glass breaks. Um, excuse me. Could, could you leave the coven, please? They're just oh, misunderstood. Uh, <laughs> could we have more questions from Britt or anyone else? Well, wait. I had a thought, and now oh, it's gone. Oh, sorry. Okay. Goldfish. That happens a lot. I wanted to, oh yes, okay, I I wanted to ask you all a question here, because I think it was after our play session for 124, because 124 was a a shorter play session for us. Elena, you, we were talking about afterwards, and Elena, you had, you had mentioned wanting, like, wanting Mia to have a reason to remove her necklace, right, and and kind of building to something, and then I took the opportunity to use it <laughs> and let Samuel use it. Is that meta is that meta gaming? No, or is, uh, is, no is that we, my job? 
It's your job. job. We did that with Bryn before, too. Like, I wanted to have a connection to Ciari and potentially go into, like, Druid class and things like that. I don't think that's metagaming. Mm -hmm. You're the DM. But is that not manipulative? Because of the source it was coming from? Um, Okay. The fact that it came from Samuel was a little bit... It caught me off guard a little bit, to be honest. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I knew how it would come across. And then to play it again as, like, I'm giving this person so much worth and like their word is is very valuable to mia but i think that's okay i don't you still had you still had a choice i still had a choice and the fact that i got the smirk out of him like really meant a lot to mia so it's just like this weird relationship all of a sudden like like it is is this gonna be a problem Like, I if we have to so. take Cultus out in the future, is Mia going to, like, turn against us? I, listen, we are not killing each other to end this campaign. I will not do it. <laughs> I will not. So, so you'll kill Cultus with us, is what you're saying? Sure. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's metagaming. That's metagaming right there. All right. See how she's twisting the same thing we're talking about her? See how she's doing that? <laughs> you guys don't see this? <laughs> um... But yeah, I did. I did tell Leland. I I kind of want to like walk around Aspara in my true form and like be less ashamed of it. I don't know. I think the big issue that I have with that because once that happened and we got back into playing, I completely forgot about you walking around looking like that, right? Because mm. I have in my head the other image of you. I don't have my wings out at all the time. We we figured it out. I don't have my wings all the time. Those sprout when I do the radiant soul. So basically, it's just your eyes. It's just my eyes and my stature. I'm just like bigger and like more obviously not human. Yeah, but think about us walking into a tavern in Pisces. Oh, yeah. I'm a rare. You're going to get some looks, right? They're going to go, what's wrong with her eyes? Yeah. You know, and those those kind of things are hard to remember, you know, while you're playing the game. All these little, you know, intricacies that would pull people's attention and stuff. I think that's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. We can try to, if we're going into a tavern, we can try to remember someone say, hey, Mia, put your amulet on, or I can try to remember to put it on if that's what we're going for. No, I'm just saying you as a character would have to say, "Do I am I going to be proud of who I am and not put the amulet on despite what might happen? Or are you going to be, uh, hey, I get it where we don't want to draw any attention. That's... You have to make that call. I think it coming from Samuel was one of those things where I was like, okay, so if someone wants to stir up trouble with me, they're messing with Samuel is what it felt like. And I and I liked the powerful feeling behind that. Talking mm-hmm. about power, Shakara. Mm-hmm. So if he offered you a badge, you'd put uh-huh. it on, right? Oh, a big shiny star on the chest? Sure. <laughs> Sheriff? on the forehead. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I, I felt that it was appropriate coming from Samuel, and it was, I mean, you, you, you set the tea up for me is what you did, um, but like it makes to me it makes sense from Samuel. And I think it makes sense even just from the brief interaction you have with him. Like, if he believes that Mia's true potential is without this amulet on, whether or not that is something you know that, <laughs> whether or not that role play plays into something that would come out in mechanics or if it's more like, okay, just like be you and, you know, wield the power that right. is inside of you with confidence, whatever one that happens or, or may pertain to be just cause it's a game system. 
it makes sense to Samuel because again, Samuel wants what you have and want and needs you to help him. And, and this is coming on the heels of of Grimby's uh, departure to me, talking about rising. That was right on, before. Um, yeah, or yeah, before you, you took it before. Okay. Yeah. Well, again, like reinforcing like who I am is a good thing to be proud of and not. Hiding. Yeah, yeah, like Grimby's parting words with you. Yeah, yeah. that was. That was kind of cute. I really liked what Grimby said to me. That was fun. Oh, Grimby. <laughs> he's not gone. I, he could be, though. You never yeah, know. Yeah, he's not dead. Choices not we make will influence the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay, disintegrate. That's too soon. Too soon. That's hurting. I went to bed an and I just continually there. said, like, I can't believe I died. I can't believe I just, I, like... Anyway, Patreon only well, you campaign. Didn't, you didn't see it coming. I was did. A Patreon only. It, it was didn't a, hurt for the patron. Pa- for the patron campaign, there's no death saves when you disintegrate. Let's just say that. So I've been thinking about this since. Maybe we shouldn't spend too much time talking about a one. Uh, well, a session it never we got recorded, right? Right. So we can say whatever we want. I wonder. <laughs> so Leland has officially killed a PC, like a an Aspara PC. Now he killed me. In a campaign one-shot yeah. with a we patron. We played a session with a, one of our patrons. Anyway. <laughs> Alternate universe. <laughs> Alternate universe. Right sure. Obviously the darkest timeline because yeah. Mia's gone. So Mia got disintegrated by uh, what was the spell? Is it called disintegrate? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if? I think I had a dream about this. Yeah, you told me about it. I dream in Aspara. What if Leland is preparing us for the upcoming possibility that one of us is going to die? Oh, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna say that the Neogi are mind flares. No. Oh my goodness. I think the preparation for us possibly dying came with uh, theft. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. Nobody's safe in You're not paying attention. Gozer, Bryn, come on. I mean, I guess yeah, we have lost a couple of PCs already. (laughs) (laughs) I just forget because Falzern is this cockroach that never dies, but. Yeah. Shaft too, apparently. Maybe he's prepping me to for Falzer. I mean, to die. on paper now with your magical item, Mia has the lowest hit points. That's yeah, that's wild mm-hmm. that our wizard mm-hmm. has so many hit points. That's just unheard of. Well, maybe it's not unheard of, but it's pretty sweet. Falzer is just And you're a lower level than me soon. too. You're a level below. I I was talking to Emily about this. We are at a level now where I think in a lot of places when you get to be ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth level it makes it very difficult for a dm to be able to balance yeah. interactions and in, in battle and it, yeah. yeah because if he wants to make it very exciting he's going to have to put something out there that could potentially kill us but if we are all firing on all cylinders we can take out a lot of big stuff so it's a very tough balance that he's got to, to play to make it if we just go in and kill a kraken in two rounds you know it's not quite yeah. as exciting uh, I think our best, the best battles are the ones where somebody falls and you don't know if you're going to make it out. Right. Yeah. You want that tension. And actually, I mean, I don't have a lot of experience with other systems aside from D and D fifth edition, but if I were to critique D and D, I think that's a very valid critique that once you start getting at high level play, it's very challenging to craft an encounter that is like, it can really swing. Yeah, it's, I was gonna swingy is the first word that comes to mind. Yes, 
Yeah, yeah, I mean, what a couple good hits from one of those creatures will take any of us out. Right. That's the thing. It instills the fear in you, but then I'm sitting here without anything to do. I'm Whereas, dead. like, on, on the converse <laughs> side. Just saying. Just saying. I was kind of dead for, like, two, three hours of that. Right. <laughs> if, if the players, like John said, if the players are getting good die rolls and they're playing intelligently and tactically, they can just obliterate whatever gets put in front of them so it's like yeah it's 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 tough well you think about the damage that the four of us can wield if we're all working together in one round yeah i mean hundreds of points of damage and and you know dragons are up in the what three four five hundred hit points right i mean we can if amia's go all firing on all cylinders and we're rolling well I mean, Shaft, even with his arrows, can can deal out, you know, 70 points, 75 points of damage around. Yeah, that's crazy. He's hitting well. So, you know, it's tough to beat us if we're all on the same page. If we're working together. That's what I'm saying. If we're working together. And that's what I think is going to be our downfall if something happens. I think in battle, we've always sort of come together. I don't think there's ever been a situation where it's, it's one out. No, but I th- I think uh, that the party doesn't handle multiple enemies all that well. Give me an example, like when we were up in the tower. So uh, to me, there are two two best fights that are really memorable. I mean, yeah, the Kraken was certainly memorable because it had a lot of story elements going with it. But to me, the the fight um, with Erica and of course, with uh, Brendel, right? Basically, our two PC death fights. Those two stick out not just because of the deaths, but, uh, well, I suppose it's kind of intrinsically tied to the deaths, but specifically in the Brendel fight, it was four on four. And no, like you all basically, almost like you all just like squared off against one of them, right? As opposed to like focusing and taking down one of the four threats where... I mean, yes, that is, I guess that depends how how you want to get into the combat and how ingrained you are in the action economy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't necessarily have the most fun when I play combat that way personally, but a lot of players do. And a lot of campaigns are like that, if that combat-heavy campaigns. So I think if, like, I don't know. If you, like, just imagine if you had all focus immediately on Brendel and just took him out right away. The Brendel the Brindle battle... In my opinion, the tentacles was the the thing that made it most difficult for us to work as a team because yeah. they were tied up, you know, and then we had the whole situation of moving back and forth in between uh, and not being able to move, not making good rolls to be able to pull to break free. There was yeah, a number true. of rounds where we really didn't have any any good attacks. Um, but you're right, there uh, we. We weren't cohesive in that. Battle. I wonder if it's like a Mia thing or an Elena thing, because it's like I only care about the Hydra or the Kraken or the Dragon or Geneva. I don't really focus on. I focus on what I perceive to be the most powerful thing in the room, first and only. Right. So yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't think that's necessarily wrong. Well, yeah. At what point is it metagaming to be like, all right, this time. We're going to attack them all and, you know, one at a time. It's not metagaming, it's tactics. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's an example. Like, inevitably, uh, well, I think in that Hydra fight, like, um, Shakara was in between, like, two water elementals. Yes. Right. So she's literally surrounded by walls of water 
with uh, I guess that was with the Hydra. Was it? I'm I don't yeah. even. I'm there were water that. elementals with the Kraken too. With but the Kraken, yeah. I think. Yeah, there was both, both. but I think both. this was specifically the Hydra fight. It was the Hydra and the two water elementals. Yeah, I had the Hydra on one side and water elementals behind right. me, and I was right, surrounded. Right, right. So, yeah, the Hydra took the focus and then allowed the water elementals to literally go unabated. Like they were, they could do yeah. whatever they want. It just so happened that they were trying to whelm a very strong character that didn't go well for them. But if they had been choosing to slam, maybe, and getting and actually getting off attacks, <laughs> rather than trying to incapacitate Shakara, I don't know. It's tough. There's it's a tough. lot. I I always try to think tactics. Like we don't use like half cover and three quarter cover and all that kind of stuff because we're really theater of the mind. So we don't think about. Yeah, that, that also has something to do with the way the battlefields are made too. Usually. Yeah, exactly. So that's something I could try to uh, include bits and pieces that do allow you to take yeah, advantage like of that. Yeah, like ducking behind something. That's something I can something. work on for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah We're absolutely. not very good about talking to each other during battle either. But we, you know, the cultists um, overwhelming um, the Heracleonians trying to keep the artifact, or it's not the artifact, whatever. I'm talking about the Geneva battle, right? Where there, yeah. there were cultists the unhit and unchecked that led to losing that point. True. Well, even 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 if they're untouched, like they were, even if they were all a little bit beat up, right? But if they weren't, though, one of them was like and... full strength for the whole time. True. True. Yeah. I think tactics, in a way, like we did, we took out the kraken. Right? You ran up, you jumped in, you did your thing with the disc, and then you teleported. Back yeah, the out. shackles. That's yeah. A, that's a tactical move that gave us the advantage in that situation. Mm-hmm. And I think we do okay with that. But I think when we start getting bigger things, we're going to have to discuss it. Or or somebody's going to die. We just hold up our fingers when somebody starts to attack. Just hold on a second. We need to figure out how to best attack you. Well, you would yeah, yell just on one your minute, turn. please. Sure, you could do that. But it's also like, I don't think there's anything. I don't think it's metagaming if you as players are discussing tactics while you're fighting say well why don't we gang up on this guy because i feel like but that is because something in that, those yeah, one six of those seconds of time though how would dismissed. we do that in character well, because, yeah. we can yell something. because okay. no 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 because my point is because that's something that gets dismissed as those these are discussions as a group that you are literally together 24 7 that you would have you would be having already like or you would have yeah. had yeah. that's that's the way i look at it like these are things you talk about already if you're a band of four people who who hangs out for a period of a month or two and you keep coming up against bad guys who you have to fight, you're probably on your downtime going to talk about like, Hey, next time we come up against bad guys, which seems to keep happening to us. Um, <laughs> yeah. this is how maybe we should fight. Right. Like That's not unreasonable. I know every time star Wars is brought up, Bill's going to make a star Trek. Reference. <laughs> right. So I'm going to avoid star making star Wars references. <laughs> so I don't have to hear one. <laughs> Use or the Harry force. Potter Use or, the force, Harry. Yeah. Yeah, live long and prosper. Any of them? I don't know. That's the way I look at it. Maybe I mean I, that's up to you as no, players. No, no, that's true. That's, that's true. You want to do, but I, pre- I think I that's a fair that. point, Leland. And I also think that I'll um some. I think I'll speak for myself. I can't speak for everyone else, obviously, but I'm sometimes reluctant to do what I think is meta gaming in quotations, which is think too tactically about a battle. But in all fairness. If I were, you know, if we lived in a fantasy world and I were a wizard or I was a dragonborn or I was a, a dragonborn paladin or whatever, you would think tactically when you're in a battle. 
like you would look around and say, okay, there's a bad guy over here who's like a medium-sized bad guy and is moderately powerful. There's a huge bad guy over here who's very powerful. Like you, and then I have three allies and their powers, their strengths and weaknesses are this, this, and this. Like you would think about that. There, there are mechanics for that, right? Like I would say to the DM, what do I know about this creature? And, you know, the DM can go, you've never experienced anything like this before. Or you could say, hey, roll me a history check. Maybe you've read something about this. And then you can go, you know, they're resistant to fire. And then you don't have to spend two rounds hitting them and doing no damage. Right. We it's it's we have the agency to be able to ask those questions. We just don't necessarily do it enough. I yeah, I mean, uh, those specific mechanics, there's less of them in 5e versus like. Like in 4E, they actually had a really robust, like, okay, if you get in this range of it, it's basically setting DCs, and in a monster stat block, you had, like, the information that you could give them based on what the DC they rolled, basically. Mm. There's obviously less of that in 5E, but not not to discourage that, obviously, because, yes, you absolutely can do. I do think, though, in our campaign, a lot of what we've been fighting is, it's not like you're going out into the wilderness and we're, like we keep saying, we're, we don't do random encounters, so... I think there are less opportunities for you to be able to do that, but for sure, it is something that sh- can be utilized. If we ran into a Kraken again, I know Mia would not use lightning. Right. Right, because her character has learned something that you would remember. Right. Which I which I didn't, because I learned it the first encounter with it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, no, I think, uh, for myself anyway, I think that I'm... I sometimes feel bad, like I'm cheating... Or that I'm metagaming when I'm in combat and I think like, okay, what's the smartest thing to do here? But I don't think that's really fair because if you're in a life or death situation, I mean, you do only have split seconds to think, but those that, that thought process would happen. You know, you'd survey the battlefield in front of you, you're look at your opponents and based on who your allies are, you'd make wise decisions. It, it's not an us against the DM kind of thing, but the DM does have all knowledge. He knows all our weaknesses. He knows all the things we have, all the magic items we have that can protect us. Yeah. Right? And so that monster has all that knowledge. Now, I don't I don't think that happens, but I'm just saying it's the same thing with us having discussions. It's the same thing with the monster figuring out things for, for well, us. Well, next time we'll have a little huddle. <laughs> right. Okay, you can take the first round of that model. <laughs> okay, well, there are a few more conversations on the boat. Like, uh, falls are in by himself. I think the first instance of you falls that you're solo. I think everyone probably could have listened to it, and you you may or may not agree. Yeah, I think that's totally fine. Ah, I didn't listen. I didn't listen. Same. Anything about it that you want to talk about? Listening back, I was like. It was pulling out my heartstrings. Who were well, you talking to? Yeah, what is this? I specifically mean, like, <laughs> once you all got back together, Shigara and Mia were, like, asking, well, did you talk to Greg Drag about the Niyogi? And Shaf was like, nah, it didn't come up yet. But Falzern did speak to Drag about the Niyogi. Okay. Well, yeah. So okay. I talked to Drag and basically just, you know, discussed that, you know, Samuel, yes, might not be the greatest fella and he might end up actually turning out to be a foe but it's not it's it's lesser of two evils really and i think we had already mentioned the neogi to drag previously hadn't we when you first got him out of the the torture hut 
Yeah. Um, there were mentions of Neogi there. So as he well. already. So yeah, it was it was oh my gosh, already. Torture Hut sounds torture like a pizza, place. To a pizza hut. Yes. I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just as greasy in there. Oh, boy. oh gosh. That is not for pizza reasons. sauce. The pepperoni ain't the pepperoni you're thinking uh. it is. Ew. So yeah, he already knew about the Neogi. Um, before Falzern had a one-on-one with him with uh, in the room with Dragon Mullen. But basically, yeah, Falzern just tried to reiterate that, like, look, I, I get it, Drag. You don't want to give up this weapon. You think that it's um, going to be a terrible thing to do, but there's a bigger threat, and this might be a necessary evil sort of thing. That's more or less, like, the synopsis of that uh, conversation. But, um, boy... It was tough seeing Dreg like that. Guy's just been beaten to within an inch of his life, and he was obviously, you know, frustrated with Falzer, and he kind of didn't, you know, brushed Falzer off, didn't really want to keep talking to Falzer, and at one point there, and yeah, <laughs> poor Dreg. <laughs> yeah, he definitely uh, could have used your help. <laughs> Oh, no kidding. Yeah, Falzern felt extremely guilty throughout all of this once he discovered Dreg. And, and also Dreg mentioned, so I guess you guys didn't hear this either, if you didn't listen, which I don't think matters at this point, unless I'm missing something. But Dreg had mentioned that he was in the room, um, invisible, when uh, when we had first come back and met uh, met up with Izzy and... Uh, Samuel Coltis, mm. and so that bomb being dropped just, in the fact just Izzy, just Izzy, right? Oh, it's just Izzy. The when okay. you went back the morning after, uh, no, sorry, the 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 day before the shopping, basically, right? So like yesterday in game time, when you went to Izzy and we're like, "Hey, do you have them?" And she's like, "Well, why don't you stay for the night?" Well, they're 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 almost ready. Gotcha. That's well, either either way, like we were in the same room with Dreg. We didn't know he was there because he was invisible. But, you know, had we have, like, met up with him, we, we maybe could have spared him from what was coming to him within the next 24 hours. But he wouldn't have listened to us. No, then, perhaps not. But I think it just... Because we tried talking to him before. Had you taken up Izzy on her offer to stay, he def- he would have approached you all. Yeah. Damn it! Yeah. So that hurt, too, because it was like, oh, man, there's... There was maybe the potential that Dreg might have been spared from this. <laughs> it, yeah, it, possibly. But I think, I mean, Emily, you were like, yeah. Yeah. Would, do you think you would have been able to convince, convince Dreg? What would you have done to try to stop him? I think Dreg was a, a train barreling down the tracks that no one was going to stop. But No, he had one thing in mind, and that was it. I don't... Is this a trolley of or a actually train? seeing the Yogi himself and seeing how bad they were? I don't think anything else would have stopped him from yeah. his path. It would have mm-hmm. taken some very, very serious um, arguments with, um, you know, a very, a very good, a very convincing argument. To, he, he is of one mind, I think, at that point. And I think that's changed a little bit, um, thankfully. Well, I, a, a secondary conversation between Dragon Shaft and when Falsy in the room got the information out of him. Right, yeah, so... All it takes is a torture hut talking to Falzrin, and then they'll cave. <laughs> oh, okay. So now, the torture hut didn't do it, but here's, my, here's, here's 
I was thinking about that. It's funny you say that. I was thinking about that. I'm like, man, did he give it up too quickly? And I was second guessing whether or not I played that poorly with drag. But I do think after listening to everything, that it came, it 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 made sense that you got the outcome that you got. What what do you th- do you agree, John? Because I know John is one of the few that has all the information of like the instances. I guess Bill does too, right? Because you're both both your characters mm-hmm. were always there. Actually, that's not true. Falzerin was really the only character that was there in all three of these instances: the hut, Falzy, and Shaft and Falzy. So, Bill, do you think seeing all of the progression and privy to all of the conversations with Dreg was it? Did it seem premature in the role play, or did it kind of make sense? I think that, I mean, it's worth pointing out that Dreg has literally had his hand amputated as well as multiple fingers. The dude has been, like, pushed near the brink of death within the past 24 hours. So that's a, I mean, that's going to change someone. I don't think so. I think that, I think that, well, I guess the thing that maybe is missing a little bit is... Perhaps more time could have been spent in role play from Falzern's part discussing the Neogi and the true threat that they pose. Like we did, we mentioned the Neogi, but I, I guess maybe if I had to do it over again, I might have spent more time talking about, you know, this is what they are. This is the situation. Like there's perhaps like more or less unlimited amounts of these creatures that are coming and that are very powerful from a mind control standpoint. So I guess maybe a bit more of that could have been discussed, but um, I think the the point was made nonetheless that like, yes, I, I get your point, Drag. It's not, it's not good to let Samuel have these weapons, but where we may or may, we, we may be more or less helpless against these Neogi if, if we don't have these weapons to to be able to destroy them. So, like, what do you want? Uh, do you want all of Aspara to be enslaved to these aliens with mind control? Like, it, it, it kind of makes the decision a bit more cut and dry at that point. Yeah. I think he did a good job of, of, of relaying the severity of the situation as succinctly as possible. I don't think a man in Dreg's position... Uh, would really be uh, be willing to sit there for a long expose on right. the travesty that is the the Neogi plague of Aspara. Uh, I guess I want to hear John's opinion though, because I mean, yeah, you miss a little bit at this instance between Dragon Chap, but what or Dragon uh, Falsey? But what what do you what do you think, John? I think he he uh, the fact that Shakara was talking to him in the tent, letting him know that he needed to do it, then Falzerin sort of laying it out for him and then shaft coming in and saying, Hey, I, I laid my life on the line here to get you out and I don't like it any more than you, but this is probably the way we need to do it. I I think being with us as a group for so long, I think he knows us overall has the best intentions for making good decisions, at, le- at least from his perspective, maybe, uh, and knows that we wouldn't be asking him to do it if we didn't feel it was the right thing. And mm-hmm. I think that after the torture and after everything else, he probably just said, uh, you know, in his head, I-, I have to do this at this point. I don't, it's probably the right thing to do, I guess, in a bad situation. So I don't think he gave it up easily. I mean, he did ask you for something in return. 
<laughs> well, yeah, yeah, and and I'll uh, and I think I don't think Shaft has a problem with that. I didn't right? think so. <laughs> Not to be too cryptic for Emily and Leah, <laughs> but <laughs> well, so, yeah, it's good beauty. <laughs> <laughs> And the party is left to ponder what exactly to do with Halsa, Igna, and Kula. And basically, that's the episode's end, right? Yeah. Kill him, duh. We can't kill him. This is what I keep telling each one of you. Each <laughs> one of you wants to fucking kill him, and we can't kill him. I, I, I will say, I, think, I thought we, we had a really good plan, but unfortunately, Dreg <laughs> was not up for the challenge. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, he's a little useless. He's he's he's, he's not as handy as he used to be. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Okay. You did it. You really did it. What was the plan? Teleport. Well, I mean, I, I mean, we could teleport him, right? Teleport. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He's uh. That's why Shaft and Falzern went down so quickly to talk to them. Mm, this okay. was another example of pulling at the heartstrings. After. Shaft and Chikara talked about Mia going and talking to Drag. Shaft went and ran down there. Yeah, and you seemed to him. a little. Tight. Actually, uh, if we listened back, uh, I said, "Let's go talk to him," and then you went and talked to Mia, and I went and talked to Falzern. We yeah. didn't say anything about us. I said, "Let's go down and talk to Falzern." Ended up being kind of the person who did all the talking, but um, yeah, that this was another instance where, oh boy, it was painful to. To listen to this but drag mentioned the fact that he's not even sure if he can cast the spells he knows anymore because there's a somatic component to them and he's missing one of his hands and a good portion of his fingers on the other hand i was just like oh my he will have to relearn how to how to cast his magic but yeah i i i'm willing to bet that he'll be able to get there with a, a bit of study and and practice and just figure out this new way how to how to cast his spells i have no doubt that he will be able to recover thanks to you all getting him out <laughs> well it was you know as painful as it was to uh play through it the first time around and listen to it a second time i think it really adds some gravity to the situation right like there's mm. real consequences for what's happening here in aspara and we're seeing them firsthand yeah. Well, it kind of had that twofold effect is, yes, one, it's like, again, actions have consequences. I think that is something that's been pretty pertinent through the whole campaign. And two is that this is a this is a side to Samuel. So they have you have exactly like, again, under his order, this is this has happened in addition to what he's presenting himself to you as or, or speak the way he's speaking to you and. His, you know, his arrogance, confidence, whatever you want to call it, that he puts out to everybody around him. I thought it was very interesting when he was talking to Falzern about what he was going to give him. And he said something about failure is a, a way to learn. And then he also said, you'll understand what my what I mean by failure. You know, so it, it was almost a threat. It was, like, yeah. yeah. it was. Falzern got the <laughs> shaft as usual. On the, as far as <laughs> I considered that a threat. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. To your point, Leland, like, absolutely. This is a this is a piece of evidence to give us a bit of an idea what Samuel's character is, what where his uh, morals lie, where he draws the line. He certainly doesn't draw the line at torture, at you know, 
dismembering someone to get some information, whether he did it himself or it was an extension of him who did it. That's that's the type of person that he is. He's he's willing to go to those lengths. We're aligning ourselves with someone who would gladly torture us if he needed to right. to get the information. Yep. Perfect. I love it. <laughs> is it is an uh, to Samuel? It's less of an alignment and more of a, a employer employee situation. That is true. Yeah. So exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. not as bad. You just work for someone <laughs> that would. <laughs> Yeah, we're outsourced, really. And exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Leon. I feel a lot better about it now. Oh, good. I, good. <laughs> we oh, have boy. one more question from Brett. Is I, anyone keeping no, we can just skip this track of Lelandish? <laughs> what <laughs> is anyone keeping track of Lelandish? What does that mean? The words that Leland says that oh. are pronounced correctly. <laughs> oh, honestly, How we had a spreadsheet, Leland, but it broke Excel. Um, wow! How many times have I been playing Stardew Valley and I call it the Skull Cavern? Now it just—it's yep. stuck in my head. It's catching on. It. It's catching on. I wouldn't have it any I, other way. There's like, there's like two words. It's cavern and salad. Those are the only two things. Escape. I've ever escape. Said strangely, you said escape. Not the other no, day. No, escape is correct. Adamant. Escape Adamant, is not you said fine. Adamant. <laughs> but I still, I still say, is that. Me or is that easy? You don't know because it was in role play. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> I mean I can't I can't debate that logic. <laughs> so the answer the answer to that question is that no, we're not keeping track of them. Oh my gosh. We just let we them just slide. Have memorized. That long awkward silence. No, that's <laughs> It was funny though when we were playing with our patron and Leland said Southern and he just oh, shook yeah, his right. head. Oh yeah, Mike just shakes his head. His hand, <laughs> hand in his palm. <laughs> Face in his palm. And the, and the map was north and hand, south. No, hand, hand in his palm. In his palm. <laughs> As something Drake can no longer do. Oh, oh. shut up. Too you guys. Oh my gosh. That is mean. That is mean. Drag will easily so mean. He'll recover. Drag will come back. I mean, I got to hand recover. it to you. You've got plenty of jokes. Tonight. Oh, jeez. I, I said it a moment ago and I resisted the urge to point out that it was a pun. I would like your praise and adoration now, please. <laughs> I would like you to pat me on the back with, with your hand. With your hand. I don't know where the campaign goes from here. Can only go up. Oh, really. Let's go right to Dracol and just get bang this out in the next six episodes. Yeah. <laughs> Chapter three's yeah. over. <laughs> we go to Dracol. We find the amulet. We use the cipher that we also have. We find the armor for ourselves. We use it against the Yogi first, Wait. and we use it against Wait, cultists. What is happening? And then we use it against Isabella. Wait a minute. <laughs> cipher we already have. Who? Ha- uh, I mean, as far as Who I has know, the cipher. I don't. I assume you and, and Shaft stole it from the keep. No, we stole a Palaboy. Unless you think that's the cipher. <laughs> oh, what? That's the cipher! I, I did get that back from Grimby, by the way. I didn't you have get a that paladin in your pouch? It was a pouch? loan. What? Palaboy. It's, it's, a Palaboy. It's a, it's, a, it's a graphic novel, is how I would describe it. I think it. we explained it. Oh, like Playboy. Okay. It's a graphic novel. I mean, I, I want that to be something I can pull out in a point of embarrassment for Samuel. The wrong time, right? Yes. Well, what about this, Samuel? Kryptonite. Do you think he, now that you've met him, do you think he would be embarrassed by that? No. 
Not at all. In front all. of an audience, of course. No. <laughs> Depends on whether he's wearing his codpiece or not, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I. he probably wouldn't. He'd be like, so just what? Just tuck it into your belt. It's easy. Yeah. It still works in armor. <laughs> Tuck it into the waistband. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think he. It wouldn't even phase him. He's got. He's got that Samuel Coltus confidence. <laughs> he's got that uh, BKE. Yeah, big Coltus energy. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. Okay, we got anything to talk about as far as so. uh, giveaways? All our giveaways and... are wrapped up, right? Yep. Yeah, we had. How many, what did it end up being? Was it seven giveaways or something crazy like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're Man, two hours alive. into this. I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, that was quite the extravaganza, and we had some of our some of our own like people that uh, have been with us for a long time win, which was awesome. Yeah. Well, and I mean, one of them was very much rigged. It was only available to patrons, so we knew that was going to be one of our <laughs> one of our own loyal listeners who won. We knew that one, one of our patrons was going to win yeah. it. <laughs> We knew a patron was going to win the patron only. That's why my bookie didn't let me put a bet on it because it was just too, it was an easy bet. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would have said at a better chance of winning rather than rigged. Rigged sounds yeah, a little bit rigged more. The word rigged is like, come on. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that was cool. So yeah, uh, Britt won that. Congratulations, Britt. She's getting the, uh, the entire set for uh, Paranoia, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Every it's time Bill mentions it, he goes, right? <laughs> well, I threw a couple little extras in her box, too, but I didn't tell her what they were. Yeah, so that's that's currently on a ship or a uh, plane or a train or an automobile. On the Rising 3. Yeah. We couldn't afford to put it on the Rising 4. Air, air oh, plane is no, really expensive. Air, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, hell, that's, that's expensive. Hopefully it doesn't get caught in the Suez Canal. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. Well, if they're Stop going it. that way, that's a hell of a way. They're not really that's taking the, wrong the fast, direction. fastest path. Yeah. <laughs> they need to speak about their tactics. Some of the uh, some of the winners have already posted on their social media that they've got their prizes, which is pretty cool to see. Yep. Yeah, we'll we'll post anybody who uh, if you're listening and you get your prize, we'd love to see a picture of it, and we'll post it on our website and on social media. So that's fun. If you're listening, of course they're all listening. Right? There you go. And if you become a patron, you can get in on the rigged one. So, uh, <laughs> you know, jump in and... <laughs> I think that was a pretty one. sweet surprise. Or, uh, prize, I mean. That was yeah. that was a oh, good one. Nice. It was a good, uh, yeah, a good Everything idea. you need to play sure. Paranoia. Great. Okay. We ready to wrap it? Best three episodes yet. Absolutely. <laughs> I've been John and Shaft. I've been Emily and Shakara. I'm Elena. I play Mia. I've been Bill and Falzron. And I'm Leland Steele. Happy adventure. Three, oh, Jesus, two, no. one. <laughs> that was, Leland, you didn't even try. <laughs> yeah, that was fine. I was like a half a second behind all You're of like you. like at least five that seconds just late. The mustache. Five seconds. <laughs> the yeah. mustache throws off the timing. If your heart's not in it, Leland, I just can't. I can't work like this. <laughs> The old crotch duster. <laughs> Flavor saver. Flavor saver is the one I always do. Thigh tickler. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>